New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. Hello, I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Today, I'm hosting Dan Millman, author of Peaceful Heart, Warrior Spirit, The True Story of My Spiritual Quest. I'm speaking with Dan at his home by remote connection. Dan, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Well, thank you, Justine. So glad to have it chance to converse with you. Thank you. It's my pleasure to sit here with you. I know that many of your readers, your participants in your workshops, your viewers of the film based on your book, Way of the Peaceful Warrior, know about Socrates. And please enlighten us as to who he truly was and is. Sure, I'd be happy to do so. Because my first book, You know, I was moved based on what I learned from two of four mentors that I describe in the memoir. After meeting the man I call the professor and the guru, I had something I wanted to share. I didn't know what form it would take. It was my first book. But I said, why don't I base it around my life? And then I remembered an old service station mechanic I'd met about three in the morning after a late night date. I was walking home. He was a cosmic old guy. And There was something about that meeting that inspired me to write this long poem uh, when I got home, and and I remembered him. And so when it came time to convey the ideas I had, I I thought maybe I could use him as the teacher. Uh, Because, you know, we have Carlos Castaneda and Don Juan Matus, the Brujo. We have Arthur, young King Arthur and Merlin, and Frodo and Gandalf. So it's a long lineage of teachers from legend and life. Um, And there's also another issue in terms of Socrates, why I came up with it, why I used that device. And I didn't have enough wisdom at the time to do this strategically. It just came up for me. But we've all heard about channeled type material where someone says, yes, this 20,000-year-old discarnate entity is speaking through me. I go into a trance and I channel them. In my personal opinion, all these channeled entities are aspects of our own psyche. And letting Socrates express the wisdom and be my teacher allowed me to say things deeper, more deeply and with a a deeper wisdom and access some transcendent wisdom that I wanted to share with other people in a way that I wasn't able to convey through my own personality. And that was how he was born, I believe. So many people who've read Way of the Peaceful Warrior go, well, was he a real character? I didn't know how I would structure it, so I based it on my life. It was autobiographical, my life as a young athlete, and so on. And then, actually, the second to last draft of the book was basically, I just said, I met this old guy in the gas station. Here's what I learned from him. And the rest of the book was like bullet points of self-help advice. But then my editor, uh, my original editor said, Dan, I'd like to know more about this old guy and your interactions with him. And did you have a relationship with him? Well, so I created 
I interjected fictional elements into the book, into my life, and it became the final version of Way of the Peaceful Warrior. But as I reveal in the preface of the new book, uh, essentially Socrates is a projection of my own psyche. Well, you know, Dan, you talked about how we all want to believe that we have access to the special entity of universal wisdom. And the fact is, and you show us, especially in your newest memoir, Peaceful Heart, Warrior Spirit, you really convey to us that this is part of our own inner being that does have access at any time to this universal truth. Yes. You know, it was Cesare Pavese who once said, Everything that needs to be said has already been said, but it needs to be said again because no one was really paying attention. (laughs) And that was liberating for me, but also I think it should be liberating for young people who are hearing my words right now. There's always room for new expression, fresh expressions of the universal wisdom, the perennial philosophy, as Alan Watts used to refer to, and Joseph Campbell. So, Yes, I I think we all can draw upon and we can do this in dialogue. We can write down, I don't know what, I don't have anything to say, but then we can say, well, what if I did? What if my IQ uh, suddenly 10 times more? What if I was inspired? What if I met a character who knew it all? What would that character say? And start playing around with it. And we might surprise ourselves with what we can come up with. Uh, that comes through us. Exactly, exactly. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I know that one of your mentors, the professor, you know, Oscar Achazo, and then the guru, which turned out to be Franklin Jones or Bubba Frijan or Da Frijan or Adida, whatever. He had many names and he was a, a real character. But you went deeply with both of them. And then you came to this priest warrior that's just a madman of drama, so to speak. But he was connected to the kahuna tradition in Hawaii. And he really helped you look at the three selves and helped you understand the laws of the spirit, as well as the last one, the sage that you write about all four of them. They're just wonderful. And I I encourage people to just delve into this. And it helps remind us of the mentors in our own lives who have shown us the way or helped us make choices that are good for our soul's sake. So say something about that, those laws of the spirit that you have come up with through all of these mentors in your own life and gymnastics and all that you have accomplished. Well, I don't want to imply that I merely repeat the words of what I learned from the professor or the guru, the warrior priest, or the sage, though there are phrases from them that I will I convey to a larger audience um, to share elements of their own work that they express very well on their own. But doors were opened for me through the influence of my mentors and various role models, some of my gymnastics teammates. I mentioned Rick Field um, and, and others. So we all have our own unique stories and we each have our own 
um, wisdom that we garner and, and gain through our practice, whether it's playing a musical instrument, learning new languages and ways of looking at the world. We've all had a teacher or two or three, even if we're lucky, in school, back in elementary school, middle school, high school, even college, who stand out for us, who inspired us, who rise above the others. <clears throat> so uh, again, I always emphasize that we do stand on the shoulders of others. And it's been such a pleasure sharing my teachers. Uh, they were real people, but they also represent four fundamental aspects of the spiritual search. But it just reminds me, Dan, I've been posting and working as producer of this program for almost 50 years now Amazing. and come across a lot of teachers. Mm -hmm. And I think um, what I have learned is no one teacher has exclusivity of the truth that sifts down through us and then gets expressed through us in our own unique way. And I think that's what you're saying is that yes. we each have this unique expression, but it is a combination of all that we've experienced. And it's also uh, expressed in a way that we can do. You know, when I was a young coach, I was trying to help someone do a move on the rings. And I told him and I told him again, I could see what he was doing and how to do it. And then some other guy wandered up and said, why don't you just kick earlier? And he said, oh, thanks. That's so helpful. And I went, how did I miss that? So we have ways of expressing what we've learned um, to others in our own way. And, and so we each have a possibility to influence others in a positive way. And that is one of the central messages and lessons that I learned working with these four individuals over a period of 20 years. I didn't just... Uh, gather initiations from these people casually. I worked in depth with them. And so again, uh, there's no best teacher. There's only the best for each of us. And also in the moment that we're open to receiving the gifts, like you ran across these teachers in kind of synchronistic ways. And I would love for you to say something about how do we open ourselves up to the synchronicity of the gifts that are available to us? Well, I learned things without knowing I was learning from my various teachers. How to teach, for example, that's an art in itself. Not every Olympic athlete is necessarily a great coach or teacher. Teaching is a, its own art. And so I had to learn how to convey the message. And I had a commitment to share what I was learning with other people. And that's significant. Many of us learn, which is fine for our own edification, for our own insight, our own happiness. But I love sharing with other people from a young age when I started helping my friends on the trampoline. Uh, and because of that commitment, I think that's what opened me up to finding uh, right teachers. But there was an incident I write about in the memoir um, I was working as an administrator at a bodywork school in Mill Valley, California, and I was really stressed out. It was a Friday afternoon. I had one hour to complete paperwork and call people, do calls I had to make uh, to recruit models for this bodywork school. And Joy and the, my two little girls were going to be picking me up soon, and I wanted to finish it. And I felt a, a, a headache rising, pressure rising in my head, all this stress. Well, I happened to glance out the window for one moment and I saw a cloud drifting across the sky. Mm. 
And it wasn't racing ahead of the wind. It wasn't dawdling behind. It was just going with the flow of the wind. And watching that, I found myself taking a deep breath, felt myself relax my body, and continued filling out the forms, making the calls. But I said, who was stressing me out? I was doing it myself. And I learned something valuable from that cloud. And we've all heard the cliche, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. But many people think that means when they're somehow deserving or suffered enough or prepared enough, a teacher like Socrates will lead them up the path. But I believe it means when the student is ready or paying attention, then the teacher appears everywhere. It could be an old guy in a gas station. It could be a cloud passing by, a tree bending in the wind. So when we're paying attention, we're learning from everyday life. Uh, and, and really, you know, daily life is an incredible teacher, uh, but we're not always paying attention. Well, Dan, I want you to end here with a story. Throughout the book, there's a, a sense of humor, a sense of you help me see into you as someone who takes himself rather lightly in some ways. <laughs> Towards the end of the book, you tell a story on yourself about practicing each moment mindfully. Yes. Can you tell us that story as we go out today on this cafe? Perfect way to wind it up. Yes, this is when I was an established teacher and the Peaceful Warrior movie had come out. So for the wrong reasons, people were showing up more people at my seminars and we had a packed house and I had just finished concluding the weekend workshop on living mindfully, paying attention to each moment and so on. And uh, then uh, it was time for the administrator to come in and uh, make some comments to the, to the people gathered. So I said my farewells. I was already packed in my car, ready to drive home to return to joy and the girls. And so uh, I stood up and said bye to everybody and was heading to the door. And someone said, Dan, you still have your microphone on. I went, oops, sorry. And I took off my mic and brought it back. And then I turned to go out again. And they said, Dan, you left your notebook. And I went, oh my goodness, what a humbling moment. And I grabbed the notebook and said, thanks and left. And I was almost to my car and I realized my windbreaker with my car keys, which was still on the chair that the administrator was sitting on making his concluding remarks. And I went back in, I didn't want to be a disturbance to him. So one of the people was just outside in the seminar. And I said, would you mind just slipping inside and casually just getting the, the windbreaker and bring it out to me? He said, oh, sure. And we went inside and I heard uproarious laughter because they all knew that I'd left my windbreaker there. So again, all this uh, in terms of mindful living, to teach one has to remain a student mm. and life will continue to teach. Lessons repeat themselves until we learn them. If we don't learn the easy lessons, they get more dramatic. So that was a wonderful late life lesson to learn. We need to retain a beginner's mind. Yes, yes. And you are a wonderful student teacher. I want to thank you so much for being with us today here on the cafe. I've been speaking with Dan Millman. His newest memoir is Peaceful Heart, Warrior Spirit, The True Story of My Spiritual Quest. And if you want to be in touch with him and his work, you can go to his website, peacefulwarrior.com, or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. 
I'm Justine Willis-Toms, and I want to thank you for joining us on the New Dimensions Cafe, and I invite you, please do join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a 1,000 hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.